0: Well, back to Genesis 3. Let's let's look at our lives today. Because the key to God's blessing is humility. And if we humbly will look at His Word, we'll learn something this morning. God has designed humility as the key ingredient to His blessings. Pride provokes conflicts with people. Pride breaks our communion. It hinders our fellowship with the Lord. Humility promotes harmony and makes joyous fellowship with God. Well, as we examine the crash site, now imagine that you're... Uh, you know, on those boats dragging the sonar and the metal detectors back and forth like they're doing Egypt Air Flight 990 right now in the ocean, or as they were the last few weeks. If we brought our detectors over Genesis chapter 3, the crash site, what would we find? Let's just look at the, the four lies that Satan gave to Eve that day. And, and if you haven't got them marked, I, I would mark them in your Bible because you know what? They're not going to change. And Satan's going to come the same way. And if you haven't noticed these, notice them this morning. And it'll date some of you because I started this. I just briefly touched on it a year and a half ago in the Revelation series. And I wanted to spend a whole session on each of these. And I'm doing that right now. But you might have started this, but you might have missed them because I said them so quickly. But the crash site, as we sift through these verses, we can piece together the remains of the fall. And we can see just what lies Satan told. And if we can see those lies or those spiritual flaws, we can see how they can presently harm us today. Number one of Satan's four spiritual flaws, his lies. Verse 1 of Genesis 3. The serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said? Here, here's Satan's first goal. He wants us to doubt God's Word. Okay? So you might... I have it written right in my Bible. Satan wants me to doubt God's Word. Has God indeed said? What Satan wants for us to do is to doubt God. And if we doubt God, we doubt His Word. Satan wants us to believe God's Word is just like any other book. It's nice. It's helpful. It's not absolute. He wants us to question God's Word. He wants us to avoid God's Word. He wants us to neglect God's Word. Whatever else it takes to get us out of regular contact with God. Now, let me ask you, Do you doubt God's word? You say, absolutely not. I believe every word in this book. Do you read it? One of the passive ways we can doubt this book is just to not know about it. To say, I don't like to read. Or I don't know very much about the Bible and I don't understand it and all that. Those are part of Satan's lies to you. Anything it takes to keep you from this book. What's the second one of his lies? Let me just mark them for you. We're going to see these in the future. The end of verse 1. Look what he says. Has God indeed said, that's doubting God's word, you shall not eat? Emphasis on eat of every tree of the garden. Secondly, Satan wanted Eve to not only doubt God's word. Did God really say that? But number two, doubt God's goodness. Does God really not want you to eat that tree from that tree? I mean, could a good God withhold something from you? See, that's part of Satan's lie. Doubt the goodness of God. Satan wants us to doubt God's goodness. He wants us to believe that God is out of touch with our needs, that he messed up in how he made us. He means well, but he doesn't quite have everything under control. And that's a direct attack on the character of God. And one of the greatest truths about our God is the moral attribute of God we know as his goodness. We're going to study that more in the future. Thirdly, verse 4. Doubt God's word. Doubt God's goodness. Here's the third Flaw or lie of Satan. Satan wants us to doubt God's authority. Look what he says in verse 4. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. God is not in charge. You're not going to die. If God said you're going to die, you're not going to die. Doubt God's authority. We doubt God when we doubt his authority. Satan wants us to believe God is not in charge. He wants us to think we're in charge. He wants to think God doesn't care about our choices, that we're in charge. He wants to think that God won't make us accountable for our deeds, that we're in charge. Now, that's the whole lie of evolution. If you and I are just a bit of primordial soup, and we evolve because of an electrical discharge in some uh, amino acids that group together in some ancient seabed, then we certainly are not going to have to bodily stand in front of our Creator and tell Him how we lived our life and why we did what we did. And that's the idea, the lie of Satan, to doubt God's authority. And the final one is in verse 5. Satan wants us to doubt God's plan. This is what he said in verse 5. For God knows in the day you eat it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God. Now God says that we'll be like Him when we see Him as He is. But that's his plan. Satan says, you don't have to wait. You can do it right now. Just do what I say. You'll be like God. And he wants us to be in a hurry and to disobey and doubt God's plan. We doubt God when we doubt his plan. Satan wants us to believe there's a better way to immortality. There's an easier way to heaven. There's a quicker way to happiness. And again, this is an attack on the word of God, on the sufficiency of God's word, and the fact that God has shown us in this book his plan. The question is not, is God speaking? The question is, are you listening? Well, let's just go back.